Thank you for tuning in to Conversations About Aoife. My name is Mandisa Michelle Nana. Most people just call me Michelle, and I am the curator of this podcast. Um, the point of this podcast is to create more media and more positive media outlets for our traditional spiritual systems and ways of thinking. There is a lot of negative propaganda about who we are as a people, what we believe. Um, so this is the point of this podcast. I want to make it clear um, that I'm not coming to you as some high, high priestess or anything like that. The more you study Ifa, the more you will see that there's a lot more to learn. I'm coming to you as a curator of the culture, um, a keeper of the culture, a mover of the culture. Um, you know, and when you say curate, it's pretty much somebody who takes care of and looks at, looks after something. So, um, you know, feel free to engage in dialogue. That's why it's called conversations about IFA. It's not just for me to just tell you this, this and that. It's for you to ask questions, stop when something doesn't make sense, um, you know, and make commentary so we can keep the culture and move the culture forward. So thank you for tuning in. Um, the first thing that I want to do is commend you um, for even having the courage to engage in such a conversation. Because if we are to tell the truth, um, you know, our spiritual systems have a lot of negative propaganda about it and around it in our own communities um, in, you know, post-colonial Africa and the descendants of slaves in the diaspora. Um, and that is not by chance or coincidence it was intended to be that way by all of the negative propaganda um that was spread about our spiritual systems um you know by people who tried to force their religion on us so really i commend you for having the courage to even engage in a conversation like that because it takes a lot to commit to possibly being misunderstood by your peers and your family and your friends um, but if you feel like this is a journey of truth and research and fa- and soul searching and fact finding then you know it is something that you can tolerate to be misunderstood in the name of truth okay so that is like a major step to even want to just have a conversation so as we move forward I want to touch on the topic that we've been talking about um, for the last few days, and it's about syncretic religious systems. A few people have chimed in and they told us, you know, correct definitions of what a syncretic um, spiritual or religious system is. And for those who were not paying attention or, you know, you had other obligations going on where you couldn't keep up with the conversation, um, it's pretty much a mix of African spiritual systems and European um, religious beliefs. Okay. And an example that was shared was Santeria that's practiced by um, many of the Africans in Cuba and Candomblé, which is practiced by many of the Africans in Brazil. And each of those systems have elements of the Catholic Church or Christianity and elements of Ifa. Syncretic religions were started because of our ancestors' need to survive spiritually. I'm not sure if many people know, but 
There was a rule that within 20 days of coming off the slave ship, that slaves had to be Christianized. You were literally forced to convert to Christianity within about 20 days. You were forced to go to church. You were forced to engage in um, these spiritual systems that were from your oppressor. And in a quest to spiritually survive, our ancestors did go to church. They said, okay, if I try to practice Ifa of order, you might try to kill me, you know? Because that was, you know, you could be punished by death. You could be beaten. You could have your hands or limbs, you know, other limbs chopped off just for practicing your spiritual system. Um, so they went to church and they pretended like they were praying to Virgin Mary from the Catholic Church. But when they were really praising Oya, they pretended like they were engaging in rituals from the Catholic Church when they were engaging in rituals um, from our own deities. And it was genius. You know, it was a genius thing to do. And it was a means for survival. So two things that you should know is that the length that slave masters went to prevent people who were already in shackles from practicing their divinity shows you the importance of our divinity in our freedom. And the length that the people who were in shackles who could have been killed for practicing that divinity that they went to find means to practice it shows you the importance of our divinity when it comes to our survival. So I'm not here to tell you, um, you know, let's start some kind of division or you guys want to practice syncretic religion and we want to go back to tradition. We want to go back to tradition because we understand that it was a means of survival, right? And some people, after the chains were taken off, could not differentiate what we did for survival versus culture. And they took it as culture and they kept up with the practices. Although many of them are contradictory. Many of the ideals from Catholic, the Catholic Church and from IFA are contradictory. So we don't want to fight anybody if they don't want to go back to, to tradition. But we don't want anybody to stop us because we recognize that the reason that the syncretic religion came about was because our ancestors were trying to hold on to tradition so much. So that is where we want to go back to. So in the course of history, those syncretic forms like Santeria um, and Candomblé that came about are important. That's an important story to tell your children and your grandchildren and for us to know. Because we have to know, you know, the means that we took to hold on to these things. But as far as our freedom and as far as moving forward and as far as not having physical shackles on anymore, we should go back to tradition, the original form. Okay? So if people want to practice the syncretic form, we're not going to fight them. We have enough divisions in our community, light skin, dark skin. You're from up north. This person's from down south, east coast, west coast. You know, we don't want to create any more divisions. So we're just going to go back to the tradition and encourage others to go back to the tradition because we are upholding truth and research. And the truth is that the reason that these syncretic forms came about was because they were trying to hold on to tradition. So I just wanted to flesh out that discussion. 
um, and those ideas and the history and the background of why these ones came about. Secondly, you will find people that are engaging in things that may seem like it's evil, um, may seem like it's paganistic um, in the name of our our spiritual systems when they do not belong to us. For example, voodoo dolls are not from Africa. They're from Europe. Okay, that was a means for Europeans in their minds um, to punish people they thought were practicing witchcraft. That's not something that we do. Digging up graves, you know, doing stuff with people's bones, desecrating graves. That's not something that we do. That's from Satanism. Okay? And that's from Europe as well. So I want to very clearly delineate what we are and what is not us. Okay? And secondly, there's been a lot of slander and defamation about and around our spiritual systems. After we were already in chains... Europeans took the time out to write books, to spread lies about what Ifa was, to say that it was about paganism and it was backwards and about human sacrifice. And it's not about that at all. It's a complete lie. Okay? So when we look at the lies that were spread about us as a people and our culture and the truth, for example, they said that Africa was a dark place, a dirty place. When you go to Africa, it's very scenic. One of the most scenic places I've seen in my entire life. And it's a beautiful place. They said that we were uneducated, ignorant, and savage. When we found out the truth, we were highly educated. We were highly knowledgeable and we were highly civilized. They said that we were only good for manual labor. When we found out the truth, we had other aspects of society like poems, music, you know, that were important to us. So if you apply that logical continuum of what the story that was told and what the truth is to our spiritual systems, you can only imagine what it is because they said that it was paganistic, it was evil, and was backwards. So imagine what the truth is based on that logical continuum. And the truth is, that is a very deep body of knowledge. It's very practical. It provides comfort and it provides a lot of guidance to how we should go about our affairs in dealing with each other. It is not just a spiritual system that is just about religion. It is about how we pick our mates in marriage, how we pick business partners, how we settle disputes. IFA covers all of these things. And it makes life easier because imagine that there is a, a text a body of knowledge to resolve all of these complex decisions in life for us, by us. Okay, so I wanted to cover these things, um, you know, in the first podcast to make people very aware and clear of the direction that we're going into because a lot of the things that you see, um, even from some of our own people again, um, it's highly sensationalized and it's not who we really are um, as far as our spiritual systems. Our spiritual systems are very, very practical. Very practical. 
So we're going to get to the truth. We're going to refer to the original text. We're going to refer to the original language. We will be doing a lot of fact-finding, a lot of research. A lot of questions are welcome. That's why, again, it's called Conversations, because I want you to engage in conversation about it. But most importantly, back to the original point, feel comfortable with being misunderstood and you will need a lot of patience because there's a lot of learning to do. This is not a microwave thing. Patience is one of the qualities in Ifa that makes a person a complete person. So you're not going to learn everything overnight and you don't want to rush because the original question that I asked was, what happens when you rush? And everybody answered and said they make mistakes, they regret it, they, you know, they do foreseeable things that could have been prevented. You don't want that kind of chaos in your spiritual life. So we're going to take our time and be patient as we fact find together and as we do research together. Most importantly, above any ritual, above Arisha, above charms, Ifa is about two things. It's about character development and it's about figuring out your destiny. What was the purpose of you coming to earth and what will you do to better serve your community? Those two things are above everything that you're going to learn. And when we say character development, it's about a lot of lot of self-work. You know, including me, a lot of you listening are from areas or environments where, you know, you're taught, taught to deal with problems in a hostile manner. And you might be right. Somebody did something to you, okay, you slap them, you curse them out, you shoot them, you fight with them. But Ifa has a prescription for how we deal with these problems that in my experience... When I decided to not do what I wanted to do and I did what Ifa wanted me to do, it turned out better. So you're going to have to do a lot of lot of self-work, a lot of character development, a lot of honesty with yourself. If you choose to be an Ifa devotee, that is what it's about. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Our next episode, we're going to go into the question of what is Ifa? Um, again, feel free to ask questions. I will post the voice message link for people that want to send in voice messages. We can play your questions. Um, we can include it in the podcast. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun and it's going to be a very interesting journey, um, to return back to the religion and the spirituality of your ancestors. Thank you for listening.